0: If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano,
1: Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this episode of Mind Pump, for the first 24 minutes... Me and my fearless co hosts have some fun conversation. <laughs> we are without fear. We talk about uh, my Mexican staircase surprise. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly how it sounds. I did some staircase surfing. Yes. Yeah, uh, and my ankle looks awesome because of it. Uh, we talk about the availability of testosterone in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> Why aren't there more buffed wow. Mexicans in Mexico? I know. It's, it's, right? it's strange. I saw steroids all over the place. We talk about testosterone resistance. Remember, you heard it here. First, I think before T-Nation? Yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> and then that's a freebie. Doug actually buys us some surprises from Thrive Market. I uh, like
2: this is the new segment yeah. once a week. Doug's going to drop us some gifts.
1: It's pretty cool. Up, uh, Doug the Elf. Thrive Market is one of our favorite of all time uh, sponsors. You can buy all kinds of non-GMO organic <clears throat> products, uh, both the products that you eat, products you use on your skin, your hair. You know, under your arms, all kinds of different things. Tongue at, scrapers. Yeah. yeah that's what That's what Aww, Doug got us. Gave uh, it away. At prices that you won't find. Li- I'm not even exaggerating. You won't find anywhere. Now, normally when you get on ThriveMarket.com, you have to pay for a membership to get all these deals and stuff like that. But we got the hookup for you. This is what you do go to ThriveMarket.com forward slash mind pump. Here's what you're going to get a one month free membership, $20 off your first three orders of $49 or more. Plus, free shipping. You just can't lose with this particular deal. Yeah. Then we get into the questions. The first question was, what do we think about plant sterols, like beta ectysterone Weird question. Mm. These are actually steroids found in plants and insects. Broccoli steroids. Uh, I saw Spider Man. He got really strong from the spider. So maybe maybe Popeye was right with that spinach. We'll yeah. see what happens. Uh, the next question was, you know, bar exercise classes, uh, Pilates, stuff like that. They say that their programming creates long, lean muscles. Is that true or is it bullshit? Mm. Uh, the latter. Then the next question was, uh, what programming did Adam use during his show prep? You know, some of you may not know that Adam is an IFBB professional physique competitor, a.k.a. bikini competitor. (laughs) How did his training evolve from his first show to his last? Now nobody wants to buy the program. (laughs) (laughs) Just joking. Actually, if you look at Adam's physique from his first show to his last show, you see this progression, which is probably why this person asked, this particular question. Adam did use programming that's similar to MAPS Aesthetic. More on that later on. The final question was, what are our thoughts on performance enhancing drugs in sports and have we watched the documentary Icarus, which you can find on Netflix? Also, now I just mentioned MAPS Aesthetic. Uh, We like to call it MAPS Black. That's the color of the MAPS logo in the program. Now, MAPS Aesthetic is a program that we designed around and for stage presentation athletes, bikini competitors, bodybuilders, physique competitors, or even people who just want to shape and sculpt their body. You know, building muscle is difficult, um, but getting the body to look more symmetrical and balanced with more muscle. Is even more difficult. You know, you, you you definitely can look good by building more muscle, but you there's always that look. There's that look that bodybuilders get, that physique competitors can get, that bikini competitors get, where they have this interesting balance of delts and arms and chest and back and glutes and lower body, and it just looks uh, attractive. It looks well put together. Well, Maps Aesthetic is a program designed around that to maximize muscle growth, but to also maximize symmetry, and it's very. Uh, individualized so you follow the program and you individualize it yourself based on your own body part weaknesses now the program comes with video demos workout blueprint, blueprints it's total. It's all complete the pr- the total program lasts about three months long um, it's very effective you can find it at mindpumpmedia.com it feels weird to be back in here I'm going to tell you what there, oh, it, yeah. uh, hello hello you oh yeah. uh. uh.
2: It's just my voice. There there you
1: are. My voice is the same. You look so tan, dude. I look dark. You do. Sexy. You do. Yeah. I was in. I don't know if the listeners don't know, right? I went to Mexico. I was uh, building schools for, uh, for <laughs> no, children. You're Out such there. a liar, no. dude. I was, I I was va- such a humanitarian. I was on vacation. Always <laughs> trying, to, trying to score yeah. points, dude. <laughs> just, what a shitty thing to joke about. I was about. saving children. <laughs> yeah. What a fucked up thing. <laughs> no, I went, I went on vacation in Cabo. Curing polio. Uh, <laughs> San Lucas went with some good friends of ours and almost died. Do you guys know that I almost died in Cabo? Well,
0: we see the ankle. Almost died. Okay. L- yeah. Let's hear the story. Let's hear kinda- the story. Because I don't know, Kermit's so, got a limp. He so, probably just slipped in the shower. So every day, <laughs> let's be honest, yeah. Every day yeah, we yeah. would
1: go work out at the it's gym. Be a dramatic story at the way. at the hotel gym. So me and Jessica, we'd wake up early, earlier than the rest of our friends, and we'd go out there and we'd lift some weights. And then they had a steam room, and so we do the steam and the cold dip. And they had a cold dip, so it's pretty cool, right? And it's a great way to feel better the day after heavy drinking. So one day in particular, uh, we wake up, and that night, the night before, we had gone pretty hard. So Jess was a little tired, and she's like, you know, I'm just going to chill and read a little bit by the pool. Why don't you go work out by yourself? So I said, cool, that's cool. So I went over there, had a great workout, and Cabo's humid, so shit seems to sweat over there, including the floors. Hmm. So I go to step down uh, the stairs on the way out of the gym, and my right foot fucking is just out from under me. My left foot stayed behind, so I sit back. Oh, I can already see it. I sit back into Mm. what is what looked like a hurdler stretch, yeah, and just and just all the way down the stairs like that. And then my and I turn sideways because I was like, this isn't in my mind while this is happening. I'm like, for sure, I tore some shit in both my knee hip. And probably my ankle. This is how it starts, man. So I turned sideways. I turned sideways, went on my right side. My left foot flops out finally in front of me. Both flip flops in there, bro, down the stairs. Nobody saw me.
0: Oh,
2: no one was around. (laughs) No,
1: dude, because I stopped and then I just sat there. You ever do that where you fall and you, and for sure you're like, I like contemplate, like, wow, that just happened. Yeah. And I just sat there because I'm like, something broke how yeah, sure. long how
2: long until it like sunk in that oh, that really hurt like-
1: uh so i sat there for probably 3 or 4 minutes and uh you know it's like it's like if i was a kid i would have been crying at the corner of the stairs <laughs> you know waiting for <laughs> someone to come find me <laughs> but i just sat there and i'm just oh, i'm just sitting there and i'm looking up the stairs there's nobody there looking down the stairs no one there my flip flops are way down the stairs and i'm just i'm afraid to move anything cuz i i I'm yeah. pretty sure something's fucked, and I'm in Mexico, and something's yeah.
0: fucked, right? It's like you wanted somebody to see it because I, you wanted that like feedback. Oh man, oh poor something, you. right? Yeah. So I'm
1: sitting there, and then I start you know moving my knee and my hip, and I'm like, oh fuck, I think I might be okay. My arm was kind of bruised. Start moving my foot around, like oh shit, that doesn't feel right, but it's not really that bad. So believe it or not, I it was hurt, but it wasn't it didn't seem super bad so i was just i was walking around on it that day uh, so i um, walked downstairs go to the pool tell everybody about it everybody has a great laugh on my expense i start drinking i'm like whatever it seems like i might have twisted it but we'll see what happens bro that that night yeah, it started is like a beach ball oh it started inflating dude uh, and then no. i yeah I went to bed and i woke up <laughs> the next day and <laughs> i had a, a the, i had the ankle and foot of an obese Diabetic. (laughs) You know what I mean? You know how it gets, it was swollen and purple. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, uh, Yeah, it didn't look good at all. So that was it. And that was the second to last day that I was there. Did it hinder anything you guys were planning
2: to do, or are you still? Not, or you
1: guys? Uh, yeah, we planned on sitting out by the pool and drinking. So no, didn't didn't hinder shit. Okay. That was cool. I <laughs> was cool the whole time. But it's uh, well, wasn't sure if you guys are on one of your adventure, adventure trips. But or I that. don't think uh, I don't think I tore anything, dude. I think I just sprained the fuck out of it. No. I got swelling and bruising. It looks
2: like a level one or two sprain. Is yeah. that what it is? Yeah, yeah. You're if an it,
1: expert. Well, I've you've sp- rolled your shit. I've your sprained head.
2: my ankle uh, probably a hundred times. So in basketball, it's like a, it's like just it happens all the time. Level one, like you'll get some swelling. That could have been a level two, level three. You would you would have to be on crutches, like it's uh, that bad. Like no, my foot got but it's big, pretty it's pretty gnarly. And
1: there was uh, bruising down the outside of my foot, you know, here, a little bit by my toes, and then here on the inside of my ankle. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. So I so guess now I'm, you're gonna live in prime pro. I guess I'm pretty strong. Yeah, a sprained you know I mean?
2: ankle though, man, could be worse than a broken ankle, man. Like when you, you, if you go, if all three of those ligaments go, it's fuck, it takes a long time. Oh man. yeah, it's gnarly. I mean, I was on crutches for, I was, I, I, remember being on crutches for my ankle as long as I was for my torn ACL and MCL. Really? Yeah, it was. It's that bad. God damn, if that all depresses if, me. if all three of those go. It's fucking bad, dude. That's depressing. I mean, mine dude. went all the way up to my, my shin. My whole foot was purple. It was like it was the grossest thing I ever seen. Yeah, it was worse than anything. Damn I, it. Any, Yeah, anything else I done. Because
1: I was I was doing good with but my foot and ankle mobility, and now you'll I'm be fucked. the
2: fact that you can put weight and pressure on it already is like you're going to be okay. Like, I
1: could, or just because I have. I mean, I just you know uh, I'm tough. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah it could be. So it it's could weird, be, man. I it never, could be I've broken. Never it, my could, it could all be broken, <laughs> yeah, it's but weird. I just don't. I don't feel it. It's so tough. <laughs> you know what's? Here's the other thing about Mexico that's crazy. So I'm in Mexico. Where do you guys stay at? Uh, what was it called? Pueblo Bonita. Oh, you spelled it Pacifica. Pu- you were at Pueblo Bonita. Yeah,
2: bro. You, you look up. That's above is where the the Monte Cristos are. The Monte Oh, Cristo, right there. The Monte Cristo Estates above you. So were you on the what the what is it peach or white building?
1: What color, uh, what color was it? Uh, I think it was... It wasn't sunset. It was... I think it was white. Maybe. Yeah. I don't remember. remember. <laughs> you don't even remember that. It was a lot of alcohol, dude. <laughs> <laughs> was a lot of alcohol. You drank quite a bit, huh? Tequila, huh? We drank a lot, and then we went to um, the, the beach area of another... Because our beach was totally blocked off. And by the way, you can't swim in Cabo at all. The, well, you can actually in some areas, but where we were... The waves were massive, so there was no swimming in the beach. There was no one out there. But then we went to another area where there was swimming in the beach. We went there, and that's when I got offered every drug known to man. Yeah. Right oh, yeah. away. Yeah. Well, that's on the main where the main beach is, right? Where dude, lo- this is what lovers, lover's like cheeklets, and then
0: heroin. The,
2: yeah.
1: No, yeah. no, 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 they escalate so quickly. Yeah, yeah. Dude walks up to me, he's like, cigar, and I'm like, no, and he's like. Uh, and he goes, would you like some blow? I'm like, Jesus <laughs> Christ, bro. There's a few levels that you skipped. Yeah, in before yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Before yeah it's you, like a totem pole. <laughs> yeah, totally. drugs. Oh, man. And bro. you went right to the top. I did buy some weed yeah. on the beach of Mexico. Oh, God.
2: It's so terrible uh, when you I, buy from those guys. Too. I know. It comes know. in this little fucking baggie. And it's yeah. like dirt stepped See, on uh, like six times. Uh, yeah. $50. <laughs> carrier. Long it's yeah. garbage.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But uh, we go into town. You're and desperate, we, though. We're walking around in town, you know, doing some shopping and stuff like that. And then... You ever go into the pharmacies in Mexico? Oh yeah, all the time. Bro, it's it's funny. No. It's so funny. I go in there and right to my left, there's a glass case of anabolic steroids. If I'm ever so and they have Boom. they have the
2: good shit. So if I'm It's ever, a bunch of shit. If I'm ever like between like testosterone shots, I try and time it while I'm in Mexico so I can get you just a Mexican Yeah, cuz they're legit. They're the real good shit, bro. <laughs> Over here, you're probably getting some watered down shit that's passed down from somebody that's made. I'm getting
0: yoked on vacation.
2: Yeah, no, yeah. you go to, you go there. You're getting the pure pharmaceutical stuff. It's all it's fucking. Bro, I, there way was more they legal.
1: had de- like Deca, they had testosterone, they had uh, you know different kinds like primabolin. Isn't it? You know what I find fascinating?
3: Preloads. Is and that, all that and
1: anybody things. can buy that and you don't see
2: any buff people walking around? <laughs> that's what I
1: thought. That is exactly. Like, why would they, yeah. well, there should be a lot of like juice heads around here? There
2: isn't. No, no, not at all. all. Not at all. There's what no why. God, well, because I think what people don't realize. is is that it's not that easy. There's just, no market there. Well, yeah. no, it's just too that like you just the guys that are really into that like would have been buff guys anyways, and they take it, then they're that they're super buff, right? It's like you just taking testosterone doesn't make you fucking jacked. You know? <laughs> so yeah. I think that yeah, you just have to lift weights. or else ever,
1: everybody in Mexico would probably be jacked. Dude, sure. I, I was just reading them. I was sitting there reading all of them, and I was you know just because I'm curious, and of course we went with a bunch of friends, so you can they're all looking at me like, oh my god, is he is he gonna buy steroids? Is Sal going to take some Oh you I'm guys like, were No, with- I'm just reading. You guys were with friends? Yeah, we were. Oh, friends. I thought it was just the two of you. No, we went with uh my cousin, his wife, and then a bunch of uh, a bunch of friends of ours that I met through <clears throat> my cousin's wife. Great people. Anything celebrating or was it just to get out? It was just the- they go every year. Oh, okay. So they invited us to Same go. Same spot every year or is the- it different? This is the spot that they go to. And um, we had a great time with them. We had a really, really good time. Good yep. people. Yeah, enjoyed ourselves quite a bit. So I had a lot of fun. Also, did some uh, some great thinking. You know, one of the things about going on vacations that you don't do oh, much it clears your mind so much. You can sit there and think. And I had um, some interesting kind of revelations. They're not really revelations, but you know, sometimes you think something for a while, but you don't like completely put it together until you think about it. You know, a few times in a row or whatever, and really kind of mull it over. Mm-hmm well, uh here's something that's very interesting to me. So we've talked now on the podcast a few times about h p a axis dysfunction. This is where the hypothalamus, pituitary, and adrenals you know they communicate to each other, and when when one is off, the other two try to compensate, and you get all all kinds of different symptoms and so and, they've called it adrenal fatigue, uh, yeah, they used to call it adrenal fatigue, but that's not really an accurate name no. because the the adrenals don't stop producing their you know adrenal hormones. Um, uh, we talked about cortisol resistance, which is not that different from insulin resistance. And I'm thinking to myself as I'm sitting there I'm like, you know, the body can be, can, it's pretty obvious to me, the body can become uh, resistant to anything that it gets exposed to a lot of. Right. So then I started thinking about bodybuilders and their experiences with, uh, oh, anabolic steroids. Now, you know, this Adam, mm-hmm. you got guys taking shit tons of gear after a while, these guys are taking a lot of gear. The body stops responding. Mm-hmm. They take the same amount that they've been taking, oh, and all of a sudden,
2: why, that's why they keep going up. Do you
1: know what's happening with them?
2: Yeah, they're getting they're getting adapted to it, bro. Testosterone
1: getting, resistance yeah, for sure. They're getting testosterone no it's, resistance.
2: i and I can tell you firsthand, I've felt it. Like the difference between like so like even like my my therapeutic dose that I take, like I don't feel it. I don't feel anything. I don't mm-hmm. get like a, like, oh, I know I'm on testosterone. Not at all. Like, it's just enough to keep me norm. And if I want that feeling, I have to go to a higher dose. And then when I go to a higher dose, it's only about six, eight weeks where I feel that higher dose before you have to go. It feels like you have to go to a higher dose to get that same. If you and this is what happens. These guys end up chasing that feeling. Like anybody who's ever. Just dealt, by upping the dose. Up right. Because if anyone's ever, if everyone's, if anyone's ever uh, messed with testosterone. The first time you take it is unreal. I mean, it's you feel superhuman. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially if you're someone who's been lifting weights for a long time, and you know what your strength feels like. You know what, going to the gym. By the time that stuff gets into your system, depending on what you're what you're using, how fast acting it is, when that stuff kicks in, there is no doubt. Like it is working. Mm-hmm. Like you mm-hmm. are strength is going up every single time. Your endurance is going up. You're putting size, and I mean it's. But that doesn't that doesn't last forever. If you're someone who takes testosterone a lot over like it's your body gets very, no. you're very- getting
1: you're you're literally getting testosterone resistance to where your body's down regulating the androgen receptors, which is part of one of the it's it's got to be because here's the thing. when you go off steroids, you go through this crash, right? And the way we talk about this crash is your body stops producing testosterone. So when you go off, now you have no testosterone and you feel like shit until your body boosts its own testosterone back up. And one of the remedies to that, or it's not really a remedy, but kind of blunts those effects or mitigates those effects, is you go on something like HCG or Novidex or something to try and you know boost your own natural testosterone back up. But that's not the whole thing. Part of the thing that's happening to you is that your androgen receptors are so down-regulated that when you go off, even if you do bring back normal testosterone levels, your body's responding to it differently. Yeah. So part of the approach, this is why maybe felt- to upregulate those receptors. How? I think that may be one of the ways that Novadex helps. Mm. I don't think it's necessarily boosting the testosterone as much as it's upregulating uh, upregulating excuse me adrenergic receptors. But something else I was thinking about. That may be a good thing for that would be
2: to well, clomid is the one that signals the brain to tell your body to start producing it back up. The it's going to stop the nobody's going to stop from the estrogen from aromatizing. Yeah, and then the HCG is going to help kickstart it. So yeah. that's, that's kind of the. But the, you know, clomid. I'm and- going through this right now. so oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I've been I've been off a of testosterone for. I'm coming on my sixth or seventh week now. Uh, and I do this like once a year and just try and see if I can completely come off and run ACG, Clomid, Novadex. And because each year I feel like I get a little more closer to, to figuring my body out and finding natural mm. ways to do that. And through everything, everything from meditation to how I'm lifting, I'm not hammering my body. I'm just kind of listening to it, trying to figure it out. My diet with the higher fats, things like this have all I've, I've started to put together over years. And so every year I like to try and come all the way off and see what I can do. But it's a tough time, man. It's rough right now for me. I mean, and my girl too, for sure. I mean, my sex drive is terrible right now. Uh, My motivation to lift right now is really, really bad. Like it's just, I have no...
1: So I was thinking about that. Like how would you upregulate those receptors? Uh, There's a supplement that has been shown in some studies that might help. Um, uh, Carnitine tartrate, I believe, uh, if I'm not mistaken, is one of them. But here's another thing you can do. When you dramatically increase your cholesterol intake from Mm. food, that in a very short period of time uh, should help upregulate some of those receptors and increase uh, how your central nervous system reacts to exercise and maybe uh, increase testosterone levels indirectly as well. Mm. So I'm wondering if that might be a good thing to do. It doesn't last very long. I know when I boost my cholesterol intake... I have like a strength boost that, boost that lasts about two weeks or so, two, two or three weeks, mm. and then it starts to drop down. You know what I'll do yeah, for you, and, and I'm that. not doing
2: it right now, is I'll track my cholesterol. And see, I just don't because I am I know that I'm consistently eating eggs and butter and steak, and so I'm getting a lot of foods that are high in cholesterol, but I don't track, and I'm definitely one who says, you know, if, you can, if you're going to really talk about this, you need to be able to pay attention mm-hmm. and see that stuff. So I'll start tracking and see... And like I'm, get
1: get like get it way up there you know yeah what I
2: mean? well what I need to do is be really moderate for a while because I, I already intermittently eat all those foods pretty regularly so i what I need like to do- like how many
1: was, eggs would you eat in a day four or five
2: yeah four or five day four or five eggs at least a steak normally a day at least a, a, a meal or two that has butter in there so
1: I would double double the yolks. Just see what happens with that. Just okay. double the oaks and and see how okay. you feel, you know. And just do it for a short period of time. You think that's
2: a, the the easiest and quickest way for me to boost it?
1: That or is? that or chicken liver. The chicken liver is very high in cholesterol. It's just a lot of people don't like the taste. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. This doesn't
2: sound good to me. Sounds fun. I, I blend really, them. I think I'd rather go the egg yolk route. Blend those sure. fuckers and drink it. But <clears throat> yeah, no. This is something I've been going through for a while. I've been coming down Ugh. since the last time that you, I think you talked to your your physician that I told you like, you know, tell your buddy to go really slow. And so I've been tapering for fucking six months now, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of just slowly less and less and less. See and if you
1: can get it all your natural levels. To yeah. Be back to normal.
2: Cause, cause I'll, I think the last time I did it last year was I, I did like a, just a normal post cycle type of uh, come off and it wasn't, it wasn't enough to really kickstart me back up. And then I was back to hrt again.
1: So so knowing how the body kind of reacts to hormones and develops resistance to them even even uh, you know cuz you know, like like with insulin resistance you have to get to a certain point before they can test you and find it. But before you get to that point you are developing resistance to this insulin. It's not like it goes from normal to mm-hmm. bad. There's a process and it's hard to test, but there are some symptoms. I'm wondering if this happens to women when they're on birth control, just being exposed to You know, hormones all the time. That would make sense. If their body just loses its sensitivity to these hormones and why anecdotally, I've had so many female clients that when they go off of birth control- some of them will take like well, years to you, feel after, normal.
2: After you had this epiphany, did you start to do some research? Did you start diving into some shit? Or? You
1: know, I started <clears throat> reading a little bit, but testosterone resistance isn't something that I know,
2: there's not a lot of stuff out
1: there. No, right? although I bet you T Nation will do an article on it now. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's up, fellas? <laughs> there's some free content yeah. for you. Yeah, you heard it here first. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's uh, but I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't because the body responds to anything and everything that way. By first reducing its own production, and by second reducing the way that the body reacts to it by down regulating receptors and, and stuff like that. So,
2: well, anecdotally speaking, 100%, I know I felt it. Like, you can you can tell a difference. Your from, bodybuilders have been so, talking about this for years. Right. Somebody who's been taking testosterone for a long time, there is there is definitely, and that is part of what always motivates me because someone asked me the other day, like, well, I don't understand what, why come off if you know that your testosterone levels are so low and they're on the floor. Why wouldn't you just stay on your, your moderate dose? I'm like, well, I don't want to have to do that for the rest of my life. So there's a part of me that always wants to kind of play with that and see if I can naturally boost it up there and feel good. And then if I can't, then I'm going to go back. But absolutely, over the years of of taking it, you've I've seen a huge difference. And
1: I would assume that even testosterone replacement therapy, if, like if you take enough to be at like what they would consider normal levels, I would even think that that would promote uh, like like some level of testosterone resistance over natural testosterone only because natural testosterone fluctuates so much, whereas uh, testosterone, you know, whether it's injection or cream you know who, or pellets, you know who, it's, who, it kind of stays high all the time. You know it would
2: be super fun to talk to you about this is Mark, our buddy Mark. Because I know he really, really knows like his is testosterone really well, and I think what I think what's happening right now is is a combination of what you're saying, and because so many people are making it on the black market, it's almost impossible to find like pharmaceutical testosterone unless you're going to an actual doctor and getting it prescribed. So almost everything is like is watered down and made in someone's fucking bathtub in their house and labeled, made it look all professional, and they build some bullshit website. So what would be interesting is what are if you if you're if you're watering it down in combination with what you're saying so now you've got these people are having to take more and more well what are you mixing it what else is in there that you're having to take an abundance of now just to get that same testosterone feeling because of the combination of potentially it being watered down and then also mm-hmm. down regularly yeah you
1: don't know right it's hard to judge right
2: right yeah that'd be a fun one to talk to about we, mm-hmm. know, we talked about doing a thing on his show i don't know if is he still doing the in the gray podcast I th- yeah, I think so. I think so. Is he still doing it? Mm hmm. Yeah. He
1: hasn't yeah. invited us on. <laughs> hey, what's up, Mark? Dude, hey, man. Sh-
2: well, shout out to Mark. Whatever. Mar- shout out to Mark, you Mark. Call us up, bro. Yeah. Let's talk do some it. testosterone.
1: All right, cool. What do we got here, Doug?
3: Bring on the bird. All right, gentlemen, we got some surprises here for you. Oh, oh shit. Oh, he's got a box. Is it? I've got a box. Is, oh, this, the- is this our Thrive gift? Thrive yeah. Market. Well, it's part of a gift and it's part of what we ordered on a, a previous show.
1: So, I'm going to. Did you add some up. stuff to our order, Doug? Yeah, I've order, added a couple things here. What okay. You,
2: what you got for us here? What you got?
1: Let's see what's in our Thrive Market uh, order of the day.
3: All right. Well, yeah. what I did get is Justin's beef jerky. Of course. Yeah. Yes. He needs
1: more meat, like, oh, I need a man. hole in the head.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is Sal's birch. Dude, fingers. I can always use it. Oh, that. my
1: pancake mix. Oh, there you go. Gluten free. Hold it's on. Spicy. Oh, yeah.
3: Oh, there's uh one is protein and one is not protein. Oh, Adam,
1: Adam gets the protein. Protein one. for me. I obviously
2: have a lot more
3: muscle. You got to read the ingredients. <laughs> I, I obviously have a lot more muscle <laughs> <laughs> It's a, a lot to maintain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, we got some macadamias for the studio here. We got All both right. Royal Hawaiian and we got Thrive Market brand, so we uh, can try them out side by side. Are they both
1: salted? Uh, Excellent. Actually, the Thrive Market are not. Oh well. So that's going to change. All the I need flavor. is water so to mix a these pancakes. Perfect that's comparison. Yeah, all you got, all you need is water for the pancakes. What? Adam. Dude, I told you, dude. It's Birch Bender pancake mix. Thrive Market. It's the shit. Grass fed.
3: I got my milkadamia. No added hormones.
1: Milk. Oh, your milkadamia.
3: No, milk. yeah. yeah.
0: Wow, I'm
2: super okay. interested. And I got
3: these. one more thing for all of you. You're going to find that's
2: this to be a hungry. very
1: unusual gift.
2: Oh, it's not really? a gift? Is it a penis
1: pump? <laughs> to thrive, it is not Because I'm taking off. it first Thrive Market I get it first You guys can use it later <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs>
0: Adam just took it One in the Adam, face Adam the athlete
1: Oh shit What is a this A tongue cleaner Tongue cleaner Yeah tongue cleaner Have you oh, ever wow. used One of these before? No Dude, They bro. sell tongue cleaners there Are you going to so make
3: My breath smell cool So Wait had, a minute Hold I, on a second I'm going to tell you Right now if you've never done this you're gonna, before, you're, you're going to
2: be shocked. You are going to be shocked oh if you've no. never. So I, I did it an orthodontist or orthodontist chick for a long do you time. you smell it afterwards? That'd be I had all these cool toys, and I tell you what, it's going to you're going to gross you out the first time you do it. Really? Oh, yeah, because you're going to see how dirty your tongue
1: is. Uh, ah, yeah. so in the morning, wake up, like scrape to your tongue, and you'll be shocked. Yeah, especially so so you eat garbage the night before. So you just scrape the fuck out of it, huh? Yeah. Not the fuck out of it. You just, no, you just go this, <laughs> like this,
3: you just scrape it gently, just like um, that. Yeah,
2: yeah. You, you, you drag it across the top of your tongue, and and then
1: flick it at your friend. And by Ooh. the way, your breath will be better too. Not oh. that I'm saying anything. Thanks.
2: Yeah, yeah you no, I, 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 you're inferring. It's all right. Did you did you do this, Doug, for Sal, and you just got all three of us this way so you wouldn't make him feel bad? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's how you do <laughs> his his kind of He's changing his filter all the time. His, like, his, oh, i I yeah, see. Yeah, I see what you're doing. His keto breath over there.
1: My my tongue definitely is filthy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Who knows where it's been? Uh, I didn't
2: realize they had stuff like this too, huh? Thrive market has cool shit. Oh yeah, they like, do. That's great. Wow. Uh, you,
1: dude, so uh when I actually when I went to Cabo Dr. For Tums. traveling. It's called Dr. Tom's. So, so when I went to Cabo, don't, you, don't I, use mine. No, I'm not gonna use your not shared. Although we probably have the same STDs by now. Yeah. I went to when I was in Cabo. My cousin's friends. They all listened to the show, and they all started shopping at Thrive Market, and they were all f- I swear to God, bro, it was like a two-hour conversation oh, about really? how much money they're saving it's now. so much stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Thanks, Doug, for the tongue yeah, it's cleaner. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah, that. I appreciate it. it. Right. I own three of them. I
2: like this new segment that we're going to do. Yeah, yeah. I like I this. like it's, Christmas
1: this every week. Uh, buy us some more stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now we can have the bird. Bring on the bird. Bring it on.
3: This Quaz brought to you by Organifi. For those days you fall short on getting your organic veggies or whole food nutrition, Organifi fills the gap with laboratory-tested, certified organic superfoods to help give your health and performance the added edge. Try Organifi totally risk-free for sixty days by going to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com, and use the coupon code MINDPUMP Pump for twenty percent off at checkout. Our first question is from Tristanator. Thoughts on plant sterols
1: like beta-ecdysterone. Are you guys familiar with plant sterols?
2: No, I don't know. Sterols.
1: No. So sterols are plant uh, steroids, believe it or not. Now, steroid is a class of of molecule. Doesn't necessarily mean it's a you know te- like testosterone. Cholesterol, for example, is a a steroid molecule. But ectosterones are uh, very interesting. They are hormones uh, that are found in insects. And they do things like promote uh, the process of molting. Um, they are found in some plants. And so people, uh, these particular hormones and p- compounds have been advertised and promoted as muscle-building supplements uh, for a little while now. And it sounds like bullshit, right? You sound like, oh, fuck, plant. Just because it's yeah. a sterol, now we're going to start taking it. cuz like, <laughs> <you> know, <'cause laughs> like a, a leaf. Dude, so here's the trippy part. <clears throat> if you look up the research on ectosterone, you're not going to find a whole lot, but you will find some Soviet-era studies that were done on ectosterones ectistero- uh, because at, you know during those periods of time uh, when the Soviet Union existed, they they had invested a lot of money in you know kind of hacking how their athletes could perform, and so they did lots of studies on hormones, lots of studies on you know diet, uh, training, and all kinds of weird uh, you know crazy compounds. And they found that ectistero, uh, ectisterones or ectosteroids uh, promoted, I'm not exaggerating, I'm not lying here, on a dose per dose basis, similar to results to... Common anabolic steroid, like di- what, no what the fuck? These are what the studies say. Well, yeah. Well,
2: look, go back to the words you just used. Come on, what does that mean? Yeah.
1: Well, when you read the studies,
2: yeah. What does it mean? Hold on. Come on. It's
1: they're they're very very interesting, and they're and we're talking results about results
2: that are similar to.
1: We're, yes, we're talking about, and these are what the hold on. Justin I, has a dick I that's similar to that yours, but it's not the same. No, it's not the same. Mine's no, It is not the same. A lot more <laughs> impressive. We know. So. Uh, no in terms of muscle protein synthesis recovery, all these interesting things when there are animal studies done on ectosteroids, uh, steroids, and when they give them to animals, animals uh predictably will put on more weight uh burn more body fat um uh, every like every single time they give there's animal studies done on sheep mice and all kinds of stuff now here's where it gets kind of fuzzy humans don't have Is that a like receptor those
0: are so huge
1: yeah i don't you know that's interesting <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, this, maybe it's their genes, but anyhow, yep. they uh, with humans don't have a receptor that this attaches to. So we don't know how this works in humans, but- If it doesn't have a
2: receptor attached to it, then it's basically
1: worthless. We though. don't know. We don't know. So there there isn't a ectosterone receptor, but it's working through different mechanisms because when ectosteroids are given to humans, you do see some interesting uh, results. You know, greater strength gain um, improve, increases the production of keratin. So, skin, nails, and hair tend to grow faster. Uh, cholesterol levels seem to be more balanced. Uh, increased libido is one of those things. Now, anecdotally, you hear a lot of this stuff for ectosterones. The reason why I picked this question is because I have personal experience taking ectosterone supplements. The problem with ectosterone supplements is you, there's a lot of bullshit out there. So the vast majority, my my belief is the vast majority of the supplements that are out there that are advertising as ectosterones uh, don't have anything in them. But back in the day when I'd find some of these and I'd use them, Doug will tell you. I Doug Doug's tried them himself. Remember, Doug, when I used to have you take them as a client? Was those
3: ectosterone or yeah. steroids? It, ecty- I forgot. <laughs> they're both.
1: <laughs> well, they're actually called ectosteroids uh, as well, but- you remember we take so them, right? The and you would notice. Yeah, no, I'd noticed a, a boost from that. Yeah, you get strength and more muscle. Very interesting. It's a fascinating area of of supplements that I think you need to do a lot of research on. Okay, so what mean. are
2: they? What are we seeing most commonly in right now? So I imagine that you know, just like anything else in the supplement industry, when there's a little bit of good science that supports that this may have some positive benefits, we take a little bit from that extract it, and then we fucking throw it in. some. the hell out of it. Well, no, or we, or what we do is we take other plants that are sound similar or like it and we put it in some powder and then we say it's gonna build all this muscle and in reality like it's got point, whatever, and you pixie dust it in there. So where where do we see this? Like what supplement do I see this in?
1: Uh, it's they'll be called either ectistero, uh ectosterone, beta ectosterone terchesterone is another one. I can't think of any others, but there's different types of ectosteroids. The two most studied are ectosterone and terchesterone. Trichesterone is harder to find. I have yet to try any of that. But Do you have a brand or an example you can give me? Like the so- one I used to take, they don't make anymore, and it was by Thermolife, and they don't make it anymore. So no, I don't have any brand that I can recommend. I'm sure you'll find a shit ton of them on Amazon. I just can't guarantee you that you, what you're gonna get is, is what the,
2: legit. What are what are the potential side effects?
1: So here's what I Could noticed. Turn into a vegetable. Yeah, you start to you start to grow <laughs> insect arms. Like weird. I have flowers under my armpits. You know, here's the funny thing. I personally never noticed any side effects other than my appetite would increase. I'd sleep hard as hell. So when I would sleep, I'd get lots of vivid dreams and I'd sleep really hard. And that's pretty much it. Notice my fingernails would grow really fast and weird stuff like that, but I didn't notice anything else. But when I did take it, I would take it very conservatively so I didn't go long. Where
2: where in nature would we find this? Where would I find this in nature?
1: Uh, plants. Certain like, plants know. will contain them. I don't, any, no, know. I don't. I know there's particular ones that have higher amounts. I mean, is it
2: something that I would potentially maybe just eat in a salad? No. Or it's something I'd have to I go. I think
1: you'd have to consume a lot of plant material to get the effective dose of of you know, uh, ectosterone. So supplementing it would be the best way to get it. It's not a magic bullet or anything like that. It's just really fucking fascinating. It's fascinating.
2: It is is fascinating. But then when you say that, it makes me always go like, man, it's just weird to me how everything that we, we go, like Justin was saying, that we over concentrate just never seems to be ideal for the body. Like if it's found in nature- like and there's plants that it's actually perfectly have, balanced. Right, exactly. Eating it, eating it in nature when you wherever you find it, probably not a bad idea at all. Probably has some good health benefits and stuff. Concentrating the fuck out of it may make us feel it a little bit, but mm, uh, it, may not be the best. idea. It seems idea.
1: to have some anabolic. I mean, it's it, in the studies with animals. It's got anabolic effects, some androgenic effects. So I would assume that the side effects would involve, you know, potential things like prostate enlargement or. You know, uh, you know, androgenic alopecia, which is hair loss. I would assume, right? But I don't know. I don't know because the studies don't really. Sh- there's not a lot of science done on. Now there, there are. There was one study done on athletes that showed no, no results whatsoever. So the athletes that took it didn't get anything. But then there's other studies that show that it actually has an effect. So it's if you're if you're listening and you're into this kind of stuff, I swear to God, you'll go down a rabbit hole if you start to study ectosteroids and ectosterone and, and turkesterone and all the other, you know, uh, you know, uh, plant hormones or insect hormones that you can actually buy as a supplement, you'll go down a rabbit hole of old research and anecdote. So it's very, very interesting. But, you know, it's one of those things like you, you find things that are in plants and sometimes they have these interesting effects in the body. I'm not sure if they're entirely good, but like I said, I had some pretty, pretty interesting effects from it. Next question
3: is from Lauren Chipley. Bar exercises say their programming creates long and lean muscles. Is that correct? No. Long and
0: lean. <laughs> Not at all. That's, yeah, a, that's, that's a, old a, marketing term. It's been
2: a while since we've talked about that, huh? Yeah. It, I guess we haven't brought that up in a no, long time. No. Uh, Pilates is known for this. Bar is known Yoga. for this. Yoga is known for saying this. Uh, your muscles do not change in size and length. They are still, uh, there's an origin. You mean in
1: length? They can change in size, but.
2: Yeah, yeah, no. They do not. Did I say size? They, yeah. ca- they do not change in length, right? So the origin and insertion of a muscle does not ever change, and it would need to if it were to actually shorten or lengthen. So yeah. uh, that's I not think possible. It,
0: just because you're in better posture, you feel like, you know, you have a longer arm span or something like that, but it's really just It's it's a matter of function. Like your muscles don't here's, here's get, where, get longer.
2: It's, a, it's a marketing comes, term. It is. Yeah, it's here's why. What i think it comes from long lean models they look lean yeah, and thin and uh, yeah.
1: so <laughs> bar or pilates or those type of uh, exercise programs have the, yeah they have the roots in yes training systems that were designed for dancers mm-hmm. so ballet for example uh you know ballet uh, uh, high level uh, ballerinas will train with exercise programming that looks similar or at least uh bar comes from that type of training programming now to the average person, if I say a ballerina, you think of these high level, you know, you know, dancers and what do they look like? Right. They look tall. They have tall posture. They have long and lean kind of bodies. They're lean in really tone. Lean in tone. They have these really <laughs> amazing lines when they point their toes and extend their arms and the way they walk. Them. And so logically we think, oh, it must be their training program that makes them look like that. No, it's not. What you have to understand is that the highest level of any competitive sport or art, not only do you have excellent training and diet and all that stuff, but you also have what's called um, what is it called? Dem um, I can't remember the term of it. It's uh, basically what it what it basically means is you have this self selection, right? Yeah. The, the there you go. The democratization of athletes. In other words, at that level, the people who are born and are genetically, uh, you know, just designed gifted in a certain direction they 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 tend to flock towards these sports and so you end up with like swimmers at high levels who have long torsos and short legs and long arms and flat rib cage or you have you know long distance runners who have short torsos and long legs uh, and skinny bodies and high you know high muscle insertions or you have bodybuilders with long muscle insertions and small waists and wide shoulders like training in these ways won't change your structure or your muscle or your your uh, you know your insertions and origins. Uh, so uh, training like a like a ballerina is not going to give you ballerina genetics. It's just going to give you a, a workout. So like right. you know I Justin could train like a ballerina since he was you know a child, he'll yeah. He'll never look like a high level ballerina. He's just <laughs> try. It's just not going to happen. I would like before. to put that to the yeah. test. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, you know,
2: this Two is me in a tutu. We'll I think this we'll is, is important too to talk about because we, uh, you know, we were in the neighborhood lately and we did we did a bar class. Right? Is that what it was? It was a bar class. Yeah. It? Right. It was quite, way
1: more challenging than we thought. Oh yeah. 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 No.
2: And it actually roasted us. Right. So you, and it was these little small pumping and isolation I- isolation movements. Right. So. Most of us do not train uh, 50 to 100 reps for a small movement or do a lot of isolation stuff. At least
0: eliminate all rest is all they do.
2: Right. And so it's, but what people don't, and so they think, oh my God, that kicked my ass. This must be really working. And just because something is really, really challenging for you doesn't mean that it's going to be the most beneficial for what you're looking for, right? Right. And if you're looking for fat loss and building muscle, uh, bar. Pilates and I know I'm going to offend people that are taking those classes. It's not ideal. It's yeah, not
0: And you're only strong in that little range that they have you go like a half rep. Like you're only strong uh, in that portion. And it's not to say that it doesn't have other great benefits. I mean, there there
2: are some things that are that are beneficial to do that type of training. But if but what I find and what I've found in the years of training is that clients that I would get that Took that class, I would say, okay, well, what is your goal? And they would say, well, I, I want to lose some body fat and I want to look lean and I want to look tone. And I say, okay, well, let's talk about what lean and tone means. Okay, so lean means we reduce as much body fat as possible, and tone means we build some muscle because that, that's all that it is. So it's just that's just verbiage that you've been told over years to be marketed to because you don't want to hear scary words like build muscle and build burn fat. Like yeah. it's just like let's lean and tone. Well, lean and tone means lose body fat, build muscle. And what are the most efficient ways to do that? Because I mean, it's yeah. not—it's definitely not bar. No, it's no, definitely it's definitely not Pilates. No, n- nothing, not, nothing, weight training,
1: nothing at all can compete with traditional resistance training with weights for sculpting, toning, building, whatever you want to call it—the uh, muscle. Uh, now, bar classes and Pilates classes. You can develop some good uh, stability uh, in the, the particular range of
0: movement. Yeah. You know, there, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. If you
1: if you plan on dancing, if you plan on wise. doing ballet and stuff like that, you definitely want to exercise the, that the way. The biggest
0: knock that I have on all those types of
2: all those training modalities is that there is no real phasing or periodization built into it. No. So no matter how it's amazing. It's like an experience. Because you know, there's someone listening right now who's like, I don't know what they're talking about because I started that bar class and I'm in the best shape of my life that I've ever been in. And that's awesome. And that could have been, that could have, worked for you like it could have got you in the best shape you've ever been in but if you wanted to continue to progress beyond that which you absolutely can you would need to phase out of that way of training because your body after about six weeks of doing four to six weeks of doing those classes you're pretty damn efficient at it remember the first day you walked into it how much it smashed you and then remember what it feels like now six weeks later after you've been doing it three days a week your body's become very efficient it's no longer changing from it sure it's helping keeping stamina up sure it helps keep some flexibility up makes your core strong.
1: I see a lot of overuse uh, issues. with, So I I would train clients who do a lot of these classes, and I'd see lots of hip flexor issues Mm -hmm. uh, because it's a lot of hip flexor, lots of that single leg kind of movement, pumping type of stuff. I would see very poor um, strength in certain ranges of motion. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if I put them in a full squat or if I'd have them do a deadlift, their their strength would just kind of break down. Um, And I would see a lot of the symptoms or similar symptoms uh, like I would see with people who do with too much cardio, so I would see kind of this adaptive uh, response from the metabolism where it would start to slow down. But again, there's definitely some benefits. It's not a terrible, well, you know, thing. To, it's just I don't think it should be unless it's your favorite form of exercise and that's all you're gonna. I don't do. want
2: to. I don't want to finish ragging on it yet because there's other things about it that I you bring up training clients for a really long time and you know I trained a lot of clients that did this and you know one of the things that used to drive me crazy is when you get in these class settings like this. Uh, anybody who's seen one of these and next time you go in a gym go stare at a class that has 50 people in it More than half of them are fucked up mechan- Mechanically yeah, and then they're doing these pumping exercises and movements. They already have poor recruitment patterns yeah, they're and reinforcing. that. they're just Reinforcing yeah. all the issues they may have so you know that you brought up hip flexors and that there's a reason why the hip flex it's because most people are already hip flexor dominant because of lower cross syndrome so you get someone like that. You throw them in a class. She's just following a teacher. She doesn't understand what she needs to do. She doesn't understand how she needs to ro- rotate her pelvis. Like she's all she's th- seeing is pump, 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 pump like crazy and trying to keep up and sweating. And so you don't realize that there's things that you could be doing that would greatly benefit that body more. It's so just than that. it's
1: one of those things. It's like, hey, do you want to look like, uh, you know, do you want to look like a high level, you know, ballerina? Then train like a ballerina. And it sounds so logical. Oh. But it just it's just the
0: same thing with athletes. It's the same thing with uh football, baseball, you know, you name it. Like, that's the go to is like I want to look like this guy. So I'm gonna I, train, exactly, so I'm gonna like train that. exactly. And they'll put it out there sometimes, and then people will like kill themselves to try and be this person. Right,
1: right. No, no. A high level ballerina's got those long you get the long limbs that long, you know, and it's just they were born that way, and then they trained a particular way as well. But if you want muscles that are lean and in toned and sculpted. Then it's nutrition and resistance training. And that's it. If you want to throw in some bar classes as well, that's great. But the, really, the, the foundation of your programming should be uh, resistance training that's individualized for your body. Next
3: question is from Austin4100. What programming did Adam use during his show prep? And how did his programming evolve from his first show to his last show? Okay. Well, from as far I'll as. I'll take this one. <laughs> <laughs> you,
2: you got it, Justin. Yeah. Uh, well, this is what inspired maps black. So, um, I trained a very similar protocol to, uh, what we did in maps black. And if you own maps black, you'll notice that it's out of all the programs. It's the only program that like you can continue to go around and build volume into it through the focus sessions. So it's designed that I could run it from the beginning of when I first started prep all the way through all of my shows and the way it evolved was increased volume. So I followed that, and even before uh, Maps Black, I was following something closer to like a Maps Red, because this is when Sal and I were first talking. Um, I was getting ready to get ready to get in shape to then try and compete, and so I was training, and him and I were doing a lot of talking back then. He'd already created Maps Red, so a lot of my programming started to kind of evolve around red, but I also knew that red was very strength and it's a very incredible, it's what we we call, it, consider our base program and me getting on stage, the amount of volume and training that I would need to do to sculpt my physique, I would have to increase quite a bit. So I was training six to seven days a week. I started off with following kind of a structure like red. And then eventually once I hit stage, I was evolved into a program like black. Now black didn't exist. It's what I was doing. So what I did was I took Sal's red. And then I started to build in these extra days where he was doing trigger sessions. I was doing what was called what we ended up naming focus sessions, where I was focusing on specific body parts that I felt were lagging, uh, that were holding back my symmetry in my body. And I was training those on those off days of the other three full body workouts. And then I would just over time, over weeks, I would slowly increase that. So when it first started, it kind of looked like a trigger session. I wasn't tr- in the gym for very long. I was touching maybe one or two exercises, then I was out, or that I was walking on the treadmill, or f- stretching, or something else. And then each show, after show after show, you think I did like what six shows? So if I was going to continue to progress my physique, I was continually to pack on volume. And if you want specific numbers, I I would talked about uh, doing a YouTube video around this. So maybe make a mental note, Doug, for me to do this, but. I wanted to do something on volume. I think volume is grossly uh, underrated. People don't talk about it very much, uh, and I think that years went by of training that I didn't fully understand what is volume, how to measure volume, and what a difference it could make when you talk about building bigger muscle and just gar-
1: increasing your workload.
2: Yeah, and yeah. and doing it mathematically and strategically, mm-hmm. right?
1: Like mm-hmm. like you like you, like people think you have to add weight every yeah, time. No. Like that's that's one way. But you can just be able to handle another more work. That's another way. All of this contributes to you know right. triggering and, more adaptation. And Maps aesthetic is
2: designed that you know each time you go through three months of training, that when you you could you could technically, even though we recommend for the average person to to go through all the programs, but a person who's competing that is solely focused on aesthetics and that's all they care about, like I did, you could keep going back through black. But each time you go back through, you start to build volume into the focus. So I'll give you an example so you understand what I'm saying. So volume is sets times reps times weight. That gives you the total volume towards the muscle that I'm trying to develop and bring up. So if I go to a show and a judge tells me, Adam, your shoulders are weak. you got a great chest, you got a great back. Abs look awesome. Shoulders are small. So I go, okay, well, I was doing shoulders- you know, two times a week, this many sets, this many rate, re, reps, this much weight, let's just say hypothetically, just for argument's sake, I was doing 50,000 pounds of volume on my shoulders per week. So then all I did was I increased that by 10%. And I would increase it by 10%. And I would pay attention to my strength, I would pay attention to uh, my weight, my weight going up, I would pay attention to the way my shoulders looked in the mirror. And then every other week or so, I would start to increase by another 10%. And depending on how close I was to Showtime, I might be increasing every 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 week by ten percent, but that's not very much when you think about it. When you go ten percent of fifty thousand pounds, you know I just got to increase five thousand uh, pounds. So I could do that through adding one more exercise in the week. I can do that by adding two or three more sets. I could do that by or adding reps, yeah, or reps or weight. Total volume is one of the easiest ways to guarantee that you're going to build. Size or add more muscle to an area and just most people neglect to actually mathematically break that down and mm-hmm. if you don't and it's okay if you don't care like if you're someone like trains like Justin who's not like I need my shoulders to be a little bit bigger to my chest like he's not sitting down and he's not tracking Writing out his volume and going, like, oh shit, I only did 30,000 pounds of volume last week. I need to do, I need to up that by 20. He's not doing that because he gets two shits about it. As long as his shoulders are strong, they're mobile, he does. He can move the way he wants to, and he, he's programming, he's not going to care about it. But if you're an aesthetically driven person and you need certain parts of your body part, they're unbound- if your legs are too small for your upper body, there is a way to mathematically attack that and be very successful mm. at it. Do you, mm-hmm. do
1: you guys remember when it first clicked for you that you, when you started to just increase the frequency of training and what happened to your body? Yeah, well, that, oh, yeah. that yeah, was a lot when we first exposure. started talking. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. When you and I first started talking, um, it's what turned me on to what you were talking about. Because it was funny that around the same time, I had been really dabbling with more frequency. started putting it together. Yeah, I was kind of like putting it together myself, and then I read what you said. I'm like, oh my god, this is so what everybody needs to hear. Here I am, ten plus years into my career, and nobody was ever telling me the importance of frequency.
1: Yeah. We,
0: we, over intensity has always been pushed, even in the athletic realm. I mean, we were still doing splits and and you know going for like off days and like hammering the legs super hard and. Um. yeah, just getting back to frequency and, and adding more volume with that was like a game changer for
2: me. Frequency and then the reducing of or uh, not going to failure were the two yeah. things that I was kind of, that was my world right when you and I first started talking about. And when I saw Maps Red, I was like, fuck yes. This is what people need to know. This is how I've been training my clients. <clears throat> I'm finally, How funny <clears throat> is this? I was training my clients first that way. I trained myself. Of course. I trained myself that way afterwards. Of course. I was still Same running here. I was still running a bro split, but I was training all my clients <laughs> with more frequency. Yeah. And it was finally where I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I not applying Isn't that this funny money? how we
0: do that?
1: Right. Like, what, I, what? Yeah.
0: I'm totally guilty because
2: of
1: that. Because you're you're just a better you're more objective when you're dealing with someone else than when you're yeah. dealing with yourself. It's just the bottom line. Like and you're watching it all hell. It is happen so hard you. to be objective with, with yourself, especially when it comes to your training or your attitude or anything. Like You know, imagine if you were recorded all the time with a camera and then you watch the video later on, you'd be like, oh, shit, I was acting like a dickhead right there. Yeah. Like, it's hard to be objective. Same thing for training. I remember the first time I did it, I went from training each body part once a week to training twice a week and then doing full body three days a week. And it was instant. Like, instantly, I went and worked out. And it was like the second or third workout of the week. And I was stronger all of a sudden. And I just had that feeling. You know that feeling you get where you know, like, oh, shit, like, this is the right. I wasn't
0: just, like, I just remember not being as taxed, you know, certain days where you just feel like, oh, God, like, you just, the motivation isn't there, the energy isn't there, and, you know, switching into doing total body, um, you know, routines, and then also doing it, like, with more consistency, it was just like, wow, I, I just, like, would keep ramping up, and I had this upward sort of energy versus, you know, being, feeling like super fatigued all the time.
1: What's funny is when I bring it up to people... Uh, when I would talk to them about about this type of thing, like I had a buddy who was a bodybuilder and I would talk to him about this. I'm like, dude, you need to try training the body parts more frequently. Do the same total volume, just to increase your frequency. And he would kind of debate me a little bit and he'd go, you know, this was, it was an interesting time. He's like, I remember a while ago, I wanted my bench press to go up when I was younger. And all I did was go get under the bar every day and do like two or three sets. Mm-hmm. And he goes, and I got my bench press up to 400 pounds. Yeah. I, you know, I was like, I forgot about that. I wonder if that works for everything else. I'm like, yes, it does, yes, dude. Yes, it does. Give it a try. And he put on, literally, this is a guy who's got great genetics, but he instantly put eight pounds of mu- eight solid pounds of muscle in something like two months just from changing it over and then forever well, he was- Well, he think was, of
2: it this way, and you and you say that a lot, what you just said about um, you know, just keep your volume the same and then split it up over three. And you're right. You'll see a difference just from the frequency. But here's the thing. Here's the kicker to that. Is that's the real secret sauce? Is that when you go to th- th- when you break up your frequency over three times a week on that muscle group, it allows you to increase your volume so much easier. Oh yeah, so much over easier. time. For example, in. think of it this way: like, so I was a guy who used to do. 25 sets of his of legs and it, i mean i was f- an hour and a half yeah. fucking ready to throw <laughs> up those leg days yeah oh, i don't want to do what legs again. i don't want to do legs again for a week because i'm yeah. fucking hammered but i understood i needed more volume i need more volume in my <laughs> legs if they're going to grow so and that started off i was doing 15 that i was doing i was doing 25 now here's the problem with that That's not sustainable. It's really tough to come in and go beast mode 25 sets. And even then, how do you build upon that? How do you build more volume in that without just continuing to be more sets, more reps, or increase more weight? Mm -hmm. Now, if I spread that out over three, Eight sets of fucking legs ain't shit. That's one exercise. I can go squat eight times. I could be done,
1: dude. You could do ten sets three times a week, and now you're doing thirty sets for your legs. Right, that's what I mean. And they're
2: fresh sets. Right, and it's so much easier, and you're doing better lifts. Yeah. So it's so much easier for you to build volume into your program. So if you're very serious about building an aesthetic physique, you need to learn how to track your volume. Like if you're if this is if I have no idea what this guy looks like who asked this question. But if you're asking this question because you're considered about getting into competing and you're serious about it, uh, hopefully you're – and this is another thing. Talk about all the bad coaches out there. I didn't meet one coach that spoke to volume in any of their athletes.
1: None. It was just (laughs) – Hard cardio, you know, no, and like none. Family no, cardio. You know, no. you know, who talks about volume a lot? Olymp- uh, Olympic coaches and even powerlifting coaches. Mm. It's it, bodybuilding coaches.
2: It, don't it talk blows about this my shit. mind that. Yes. I, and it was crazy because I remember watching myself uh, get ready for a show and be and like I remember these buddies of mine that were pros and coaches saying like, "Oh, get on stage." And I'm like, "No, dude, I'm not even ready, man. I'm not even. I won't. I won't get on stage until I feel like I've built enough size that I feel like I can compete with pros." Mm-hmm. And so I waited for that. And if you look, look back at all my show pictures, every show I brought a different physique, a bigger, and more improved physique, show over show over show. Well, it's duh. I just tracked my volume, and every show I brought more to in area, different areas. Like maybe my chest wasn't bigger in every show, but that wasn't a focus. My focus was shoulders one time, or then it was legs, or it was calves, or it was back. Or, so every time, whatever I brought, whatever I presented this to this on the stage was a different package, and I see I see this at the professional level of the pros and men 's physique bodybuilding they can 't get away with this because bodybuilding there's so much more that has to be put into it but men 's physique so many guys already have really good genetics, and so they don 't have to be they don 't have to they wasn't, they don't. they 're not forced to have to do this math and I was forced to because i don 't have the genetics if I was going to compete with these guys, I had to do these little things like track my volume so If you're a guy who's getting ready to get into men's physique or you're already in it and you don't understand how to like track your volume and yet you're trying to sculpt a physique and you're being told like you need to work on certain areas, well, what does work on areas mean? Just do more of it? Well, yeah. How about be strategic and smart about it and build volume? Now, that's the beauty of Maps Black is we took that out for people because we understood that how many people really want to sit down and punch in a calculator and track that if you follow the program – and each time you come around on the program, you just s- slowly increase sets, reps, or weight into it. It's naturally designed to progress you volume-wise.
3: Mm-hmm. Next question is from Mark Wolves. Your thoughts on performance-enhancing drugs in sports, and have you watched the documentary Icarus? That was, a good, that was a that good was one. That was a great uh, yeah, long, documentary.
0: Really long, but really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. It shows you like uh, what the Soviet Union was up to, man. Oh, oh, dude. oh wow!
1: It does. Uh, so that's the, it's the documentary of a, a cyclist, a, a competitive amateur cyclist. So he's a pretty good one. It's a very good documentary. Who got has uh, got in contact with one of the premier, if you want, I don't know if you want what you want to call them, uh, scientists in this particular area mm-hmm. from the for, former Soviet Union, who knew how to put athletes on drugs and how to get them to pass tests so they can compete in drug-tested events. And so he kind of used himself as an experiment, and then the, the documentary goes into other stuff after that. But I found it very fascinating. I also found it fascinating that his performance, he didn't see these crazy changes. No, not in at all. He, like he, didn't he, do, he didn't do well at all. Yeah, he, no. he, play, he, play, he,
2: play, he plays better yeah. natural, yeah. which this is what I liked. That's what I liked about the documentary is I wish I saw more things like this before I ever dabbled with testosterone because... I really thought that it was like the reason why athletes were super impressive that, you know, oh, man, if you're a pro or you're this level, you just have accepted to take testosterone and do stuff like that. And I had no idea that it how little it had to do with these guys at that level. When you're at the elite, elite level with cycling, with swimming, with basketball, with football, you got to have everything else. And the, the PEDs is just the kicker, man. It really is. It's, it's just an edge. It is, it's but just,
1: it, it's actually not an edge because everybody, everybody's right. doing it. Right, if everyone's doing it, it's not much it's of an. It's not. it's no. not much of an edge. No, it's funny. Um, you know, they're getting smarter with how they use anabolics uh, mm-hmm. in sports. Like you'll see, uh, like MMA fighters, for example, spe- because they compete in these weight classes, they're not using uh, these crazy doses of things jacked. like testosterone to get jacked because. Right. You go up a weight class, if I go up to, let's say I fight naturally as a light heavyweight and I start taking all the steroids because I'm like, fuck it, I want to win. You know, I want to be the champion of the UFC or whatever, and I go up to heavyweight, if I'm pushing my body to heavyweight with anabolics and I'm fighting a guy who's a natural heavyweight, He's got an advantage over me. Mm-hmm. He's going to kick my ass all day long. Uh, well, of course, being that way, our technique or people don't
2: understand why that is, though. People don't realize why. Why would he guy- lived in
0: that weight?
2: Right. If yeah. you have if you have two guys, both of them are two hundred and twenty pounds. One of them has been two hundred and twenty pounds his whole life, is natural and has been fighting. They would say everything everything else is equal. They've been training as long. They're both top of their class. They're awesome. And there's and then the other one got is now bumped up to that class because he's taking testosterone. The guy who's natural, hundred percent, because like Justin just said, he's used to all everything else. Because when you take testosterone, it doesn't change your ligaments, it doesn't change your bone structure, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't change tra- it doesn't change those things. So if it doesn't change those things, those things are important. And like when someone throws a punch, like your if your bone structure is denser, harder, thicker, bigger, like it's gonna hurt more. Mm-hmm. And if you're gonna be able to take more, and you're used to moving around that way, there's so many factors. So. Yeah, these guys use it more for like recovery and-, mm-hmm. and That's dur- the
1: thing. If you took all hormones and anabolics and all that stuff, if you took all of them out of professional sports, the people at the top would still be the people at the top. Right. And they'd still would be superhuman. And that's like still crazy. This
2: is kind of why I'm kind of like whatever about it. Yeah. Because- the, at this point, I don't think it, it, there's like there's people within the sport, so I do get it's a good conversation, and I do know that there's some people that speak passionately about it because I could understand if you're like like let's use an example, of my buddy uh, Brendan Abendajio, right? He's got uh, I am Abendajio, sorry, he has got um, you know eight years in the NFL. So does my my other buddy Eric Frampton, who's got uh, eight years. They played in the NFL. Both of them all natural guys, but they're also they weren't, they're not Ray Lewis. They weren't guys that everybody knows their name and stuff like that. They played eight years in the league and they were good, but they weren't like super, special. I think if those guys took testosterone, they would have been well. They probably more. would have been. Right, because yeah. they already had all the natural gifts. They were in, They were incredible football players. Yeah. So they could, and so I get why guys like that would be like, anti-testosterone mm-hmm. because they don't want to take it yeah. and you know they know that that could
0: potentially put them over the edge you know and i also get it too just from uh, as far as like trying to get back to the to the purity of like what sports even like represent you know for for youth and for kids especially mm-hmm. Um, like I, I always, it, but, but sports, like you mentioned MMA and stuff like that. Like, I don't want kids doing MMA, you know, anyway. So like, uh, that's a different category for mm-hmm. me. So there's like certain things where it's, it's more, it seems more like entertainment and carnage, like football for me is like, you know, I'm, I'm okay. Like, let's all just bash heads and get crazy. Cause it's, it's, this is violent. This is a violent sport. You know, it's not grace and. In 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 beauty and you know I mean there is elements of that but like what people really are drawn to it for is is the carnage. Well, so this is what I this is my theories on all this. I think that
2: uh, where it'll go away is I don't think I think the future like the NFL. I told you already where we're going. Which by the way, the company I think Free D is the name of the company that's coming out. Where it's oh, it's yeah. first person perspective to, of the oh, athlete. Look through, yeah, right. So I actually think even the future is the athletes will. Virtually represent their bodies their strengths their attributes. I think we'll be able to measure this, but I think they'll be virtual Beings that look real and like that avatars, like avatars, and and it'll actually be met like so like you and I like they'll be able we're, we have the science to s- be able to show your strength, your explosiveness, your speed. So if you could do that, we be, could be able to so display like a simulation. Yes, a simulation, or... and then you'll encourage oh, people man. to kill people, it'll be awesome because it's not a real, <laughs> it's not a real human, right? You yeah. could spear me, you could do whatever you want to me because worst case scenario, you just kill me. I'm out of the game for the day. And the crowd goes insane because it was like, "Oh my God, fucking Justin just killed him!" <laughs> that's funny, right? Dude. Think about that. And but think of it like Avatar style. This is where I think we're going, because especially yeah. when you think about all the stuff that's coming out with concussions and how dangerous football is, and it's we're protecting more and more. We're heading the other direction. Mm. The pendulum swung this way it's
0: going the other way that's an interesting thought you think you really think people buy into this virtual uh, i don't being. know
1: would you yeah, be this, tied to it this, as strongly yeah you know, well if emotionally? it's
0: first person perspective and it lo- i
2: mean it looks just like a real human, a video game it'd be oh, like yeah think about it, think about a football field with a bunch of ai out there running around mm-hmm. that looks just like the real players they're
0: they're at home playing themselves whether it be and you see people hacking in and giving themselves cheat codes <laughs> you know what
1: i mean <laughs> This guy's huge. How did that happen? I don't know. So here's something interesting. So I, uh, you know, I'll stand by this. I'm totally sober right now, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I know. (laughs) That's such a (laughs) high thought. I'm I'm tripping on it right now. Uh, So I'll I'll say this. I think performance-enhancing drugs do give athletes uh, an advantage and an edge, but I think they give female athletes a much bigger advantage and edge than they do to men, and I'll stand by that. I think the difference between a natural, you know, very talented Male athlete and a anabolically enhanced, very you know natural, talented athlete. There's going to be a difference. I think when you look at women, I think the difference gets dramatic mainly because testosterone in the female body is very, very potent. I mean, you give a woman, you know, one tenth the dose of what you'll give a man, and they start to get crazy, crazy changes in their body. Right. So okay. I, I would I would stand by that. I think that performance enhancing drugs in female uh, driven sports or with women. It's probably a bigger. Are you issue. are
2: you anti it though? I mean, what's your thoughts on it? I mean,
1: you know, I, here, I wish. Here's what I wish: I wish they were not uh, frowned upon or illegal, so that everybody, you know, they talked about what they took and there was more science and finesse behind it. Because hmm. I think that it's more dangerous now, right? Because they have to hide it and they have to figure things out. and They got to use chemicals that may be not ideal. Well, I think there should be like maybe two separate leagues.
0: Like, there should be a league. If you're a purist, you know, and you nobody's watching the purist. Exactly. Nobody's nobody. going to watch it. <laughs> it would die. But that's a humbling thing, right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It, it's like. What was the. Remember the. Uh,
2: ex, it'd be like the XFL. XFL. Yeah. yeah <laughs> the XFL. <laughs> it was just not happen That's yeah. so funny. No, that, I mean, so you see what. I don't know. You guys. I know you guys don't follow sports as much or just not as much as you used to. Yeah. Uh, what happened in baseball this year was crazy, so historical. So, um, you know, all of baseball, we have. Uh, your average home runs that happen per year. Then all of a sudden, steroids come out. Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, Mm -hmm. that era – Home runs, like, double. I don't remember what it is, and I'm sure
0: somebody, some some baseball nerd will correct me here. Well, they had to do something because the viewership went, like, right. way down because, of remember that, like, strike? And right, all, so yeah. we had the strike. Baseball thing was
2: completely down. So it's kind of like all of a sudden these guys get massive. The league starts to turn a blind eye because they're getting viewership like they never have. So steroids kind of are floating around the MLB for a good five, eight years or so. Right. And then now all of a sudden, it's like because of all the shit that came out, all the controversy, they cracked down. So, boom. So, you go from guys that were, on average, baseball players were hitting, a lot of dudes were hitting 45 to 55 home runs every season. And then the record guys were hitting 60 plus, right? So, then all of a sudden, we drop. everyone drops to like 25. So, now baseball only seen like 20, 25 home runs. This year, they beat the steroid era with all the steroid testing. So, one of two things is like messing they're with the up, equipment. Are they juicing well, up the balls? Yeah. So the, so the, the theory is that they're they're using or doing something different to the ball. Now let me tell you a little bit of backstory on what happens over in Colorado Rockies. So the Colorado Rockies, uh, when the, the the stadium got built the first year, home runs were flying out like crazy. Cause of the altitude, because the altitude and yeah. the humidity, right? So mm. or the dry, it's dry. It doesn't it's have a lot. Dry, of, yeah. Not a lot of humidity. So they actually at Colorado. They figured this out after a couple of years. Like, dude, everybody comes to Colorado and home runs, home runs, home runs. It's not fair. We need to figure something out. And they're like, oh, what's well, the the air. Oh, and it's the ball. So now, if you when when the uh, Major League plays in Colorado, all the uh, balls are kept add humidity. They're no, they're they're kept in a, a humidor. So uh, they're all the so balls dry. So the balls are super dry. So they don't. So so uh, they don't fly out of the park.
1: Oh, I see. Oh oh oh, oh they keep them. They add humidity to them. They stay in a... They so yeah, they're they're stay. Lighter, yeah, they, they stay in a, yeah, fly Exactly. Far. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes, because yeah.
2: if they get dried out and hard, they're going to go fly. Yeah, yeah, they'll fly out. So they keep the, the they keep them in a humidor. So uh, they stay yeah. kind of they stay like the, cigars. Right, and then from game time, then they take them out and then they they play with them. So if if I know that and I've known that for years, now that they did this, uh I would I would suspect that you could keep the same balls, but you could mi- manipulate. The, go the, in the other direction, right? Go the opposite direction, dry out a ball really well, uh-huh. and that it's would so pro- funny, right? So I don't know what's going on right now, but that there's all kinds of speculation mm. around the ball and stuff. The pitchers are saying that it feels like they, we they used get, to cork bats, and they cracked down right? <clears> that for a while, right? Yeah. So they and so, but it's crazy that we went from that testosterone era in in baseball. You saw this huge spike, then we go. Now, now we're cracking down harder, but then all of a sudden this is happening. Everyone's going like, "Where, where's this coming from?" We broke the record with all steroids. What's happened? The theory is the balls. They had these. They had some of these picture pitchers. Take like a five gallon bucket of half the balls were from last year and then half the balls were the new balls and the pitchers were like blindfolded, pick the ball, throw the ball up and they could they were right on, spot on with the new balls. They could feel the difference. No one could see it. They're looking at it. No one could tell the difference. Stitching looks same. Everything looks normal. But a pitcher that's so used to grabbing
1: that's that, the real performance enhancing that's going on. Right. In sports. Yeah, right. It's true like the gloves that, you know, receivers will use in the NFL Oh now. my god. god. Dude, have you ever seen those? Yeah, it's like them. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. You're like tar on their hands. It's yeah. cra- it, it is funny when you say that because the, dr- I, the drugs don't have as much of an impact as the No, and there's equipment. a there's yeah. a great Ted talk on
2: that that we all watched a yes. couple of years ago that was and I forgot the name of the Ted talk, but it was the one that totally dispelled everything that I believed with uh, testosterone being totally about the
0: four-minute mile. Right? Yeah, it talks about the, the four-minute track yeah, the that they're running on. All
2: the equipment yeah. that the, which the 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 cap, the swimsuits that the athletes like—all these records that keep getting broken. Mm-hmm. Is a lot most it's the all, technology? Yeah, it's the equipment.
1: We should have to compete naked. You know what I'm saying? Like the ancient Greeks. Whoa, dude! Like you get naked, <laughs> naked. Like that's it. There's nothing. Nothing can help you. Let's see. What right, happens. right. No, it'd be
2: interesting to see, especially things like viewership. Make go it up. interesting. When you look at like football, to me, oh, I don't know, because maybe I'm just into football the most uh, out of all those sports. I feel like that meant... The type, the, the, how aerodynamic the pads become, how yeah. lighter the helmets but protective they become, the yeah. cleats, the turf that they run on, the wide receiver gloves. I mean, which is why football has changed uh, so much. It's big business, man. The
0: equipment and just all these little, like, you know, the undergarments and like all these different like yes. pads and stuff yes. like that. It's just so high tech now. It's Dude, Hilar- hilarious. Yeah. yeah
1: hilarious. Check this out. We have a new website, Mind Pump Media. Yeah dot com is all updated. It's got brand new stuff on there. Go there and buy
2: everything. There's
1: some good uh there's you can it's watch for you. you can watch videos and read about information on each of our programs. There's blogs on there, fitness information. We have our guides on there. It's awesome. Check it out. Also, go to YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Mind Pump TV. We post a new video every single day. And finally uh, if you want to ask us a question that we answer in an episode like this one, do it on Instagram under the Q&A meme on our Instagram page. It's Media.
3: Thank you for listening to MindPump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at MindPumpMedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic.